Welcome to COVID Convos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast. You may be stuck inside, but we're so happy you're here. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. Join the conversation as we hope to unravel this season of COVID-19 with the help of these incredible and inspiring guests and friends. Hi, Mary. Hi, ladies. How are you? Miss Bridget, Miss Mackenzie. Uh, so honored to be with you guys today. All right. Will you give us a little introduction of who you are, what you're up to, why you're so awesome? We're giving you permission to say why you're so awesome, so you actually have to say it. Wow. So okay. Um, so my name is Mary Lenneberg, and I'm a writer and a speaker. Uh, my first book, Be Brave and the Scared, How I Learned to Trust God during the most difficult days of my life, which is the longest title for the shortest book ever written, uh, came out May 10th of 2019. We're almost at its first birthday. In a couple of weeks, it'll be, it'll be its first birthday. I'm very excited. Uh, I've been married for 32 years to my midshipman husband, Jerry, and we were blessed with two children, uh, four souls. We, we lost two babies um, that are in heaven. And then our son, Jonathan, is 30. And um, he still lives at home, but he has his own life and I feed him twice a week and that's about it. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, and then our daughter, Courtney, <clears throat> was this side of heaven for 22 years and she had a seizure disorder. And then when she was seven months old, we gave her a medication that she had an allergic reaction to, which caused further brain damage. So she was profoundly disabled uh, for the time that she was with us. And uh, she's been home now with God for five years. So um, what makes me awesome? That's so hard. You know, you've got your ego over here. That's like, I'm awesome because, (laughs) and then you can't say anything because it's like, that's prideful. Don't do that. Um, But But Mary, you're writing a second book. Like you're doing. I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is this one on identity, Mary? This is the one on identity. Yeah. So it's due in May 1st. So like less than two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's all about being seen, known, and loved. And by being seen, known, and loved by a God who created us in his image and likeness, uh, that we belong to him and we belong to one another. And so it's all from my perspective of storytelling. Um, I share several stories where, um, you know, you turn yourself into a pretzel to be somebody you think you should be because um, mm-hmm. the grass is always greener on the other side, right? So mm-hmm. uh, the grass is not greener on the other side. And God mm-hmm. showed me that throughout my life. And to, in order to be the woman that God made me to be, you, I had to enter into who, who I am. And I am a woman of deep faith. Um, I'm rather brash. I'm very bold. Uh, I love color, uh, a great accessory. Um, <laughs> love to bake. I love to cook. I love to entertain. I love a, a room full of people. Um, yeah, um, that's what makes me awesome. My yeah. door is always open and there's always a seat at the table. Oh, so cool. I love what a great and glitter are good too. Just what, not on my carpet. I said sinkwoods and glitter are good too, just not on my carpet. That's all. <laughs> but that's a good segue to um, isolation because you just said mm. you love being surrounded by people yeah. and always a seat at your table. Well, we can't seat anyone at our tables right now except our family members that we are with. So, how yeah. Are you well, I am an extrovert's extrovert. So this is pretty much the fifth ring of hell for me. Um, so let's just call a spade a spade. I am not really enjoying myself. Um, I was okay for the first week because it felt like vacation. And it was like, oh, great. And so I cleaned out every closet. I dusted every surface. Um, I have half a garage filled with like Goodwill things to donate and all, but, but Goodwill's not open. So I have no place to put it, which is a little <laughs> stressful for me. 
but so I did like that in the first week. And of course I'm writing the second book. So I was writing and I was writing. And then, um, two weeks in, that's when I started getting a little snippy with my husband and my son. And, you know, they tend to leave things around the house and I'm just like, pick that up, please. And Jonathan looked at me one point and he goes, you know, I am 30, not five. And I said, then start acting like it. And I walked out of the room and he's like, okay. Okay, mom. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I think I'd like to be isolated from some of the members of my family. And I only live with two grown adult men. And the other marriage tip I have for you is basically when you look at your husband after he's been on the roof and not telling you that he was on the roof, and then you come outside and he's on the roof because he was preparing a shingle um, with nobody around, you know, safety and all, being the NATOPS officer that he was, total fail. But anyways, you shouldn't yell really loud because it startles them and then their feet slip and then they curse a lot because they might be slipping off the roof, but he didn't. Um, so he came off the roof and I looked at him, I said, you know, I love you, but you, you got to stop doing stupid shit. You just got to stop this because I will kill you. The next time that happens, like you will slide your butt off that, that roof. And then I will murder you and bury you in the backyard <laughs> and everybody will think that you went on deployment. It's no problem. It's not a big have deal. At least six months. I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one on edge with my person. Like, oh, sweet I heaven. I feel like I am seeing all <laughs> my thorns, as you said, Mackenzie. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with me? I'm an evil human. I'm an evil. evil. <laughs> no, we are yes. not evil. We are women used to our own domain, and they have invaded, and they need to get the hell out. That's pretty much it. <clears throat> Even with raising kids, and I know you raised two kids, and one which was so much work. But like, it's almost easier when they're not here. Correct. Because you have your, everybody's got their rhythms. You know, you get up, you do your thing. And now he's like, he only goes into work for like four hours and he comes home and he's like, so what's for lunch? And I actually looked at him today. I'm like, whatever the hell you're making yourself. I don't know. I said, I have a book to write. See you later. And I walked out of the kitchen. He came over like two hours later and he was like, um, did I offend you in some way? I'm like, you're here. You're not supposed to be here till 4.30, 4.30. Then it's all things Jerry. Until then, it's all things Mary. And you it's like, honestly, even if they agree to help you, like, <clears throat> I oh, no, no. Here and I go back up and it's a war zone and he's worst. in the worst mood that I have Dude. ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, oh, there you go. And I'm like, this was work. This was help because now yeah. I'm just stressed yeah. out. But like, so you, you have to be careful and not say the not help word. You just need to say, well, thank you so much for your help. And then send them on a walk with the children and then you fix it all. Ooh. that way they think they're still helping. There's no fight and you get over the stress in like 15 minutes because like you're cleaning Ooh. like a mad woman. That is a that's good marriage. Good. Yeah. yeah see, got to protect the ego. Not, I mean, listen, we all love husbands. There are, there are reasons why we married them. They're, they're studs. They're great men, yeah. great men of God, but they're men. Okay. <laughs> this is the domestic church of which I am in charge. I run. So therefore get the hell out and let me do my job. And stop telling me that you want something else for dinner because that's not on the list that we sat down on Sunday and had a lovely conversation about. And you agree to these things given what's in the pantry, in the budget, and in the freezer. And now you're like, gosh, that's really not what I would like to eat for dinner. Well, I'm sorry, you're not five. So if you'd like to throw a fit, there's the front porch. Please go do so there. This is the COVID menu. And this is what you get. Yes. Because I looked at him, I'm like, we were at the grocery store yesterday, and because he was like, where's the meat? And I'm like, then go find the meat, sweet guy. 
like, go find the meat. Here you go. <laughs> and he's like, they want, yeah, there's veal and lamb for $7.99 a pound. And he's like, who's going to pay $7.99 a pound for lamb? And I'm thinking, I could make a kava bowl right now with spicy lamb meatballs that would rock your world. I would pay $7.99 a pound because I just want the kava bowl. And he's like, we're not paying $7.99 a pound. All I'm thinking is, if you weren't here, I'd yes, have my kava bowl. Because exactly. you would never have cared no, as long known. as I'd gotten everything else on the list. That is hilarious. This so is I have life changing. The, even just these 10 minutes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I need some separation would be nice. I really need a coffee date. I need a coffee date. Yes. Or let's go get a drink. Maybe two or seven. Um, or <laughs> let's go window shopping. Let's please do something where I'm not looking at someone named Lenneberg. And uh, I'm chatting and I get to wear really cute shoes. So it's pretty Perfect. much where I'm at right now. It's like we Thank are you. in five weeks in and I'm just, anybody wants to go live in a cabin in the woods, there's got to be something wrong. I feel so seen by everything you just said. Like everything, I couldn't agree more. Like you just nailed it. I mean, I love my people, but. Me too. I love other people too. I love mm-hmm. him so much, but I also am like, this is strange times. Like, yes, mm-hmm. very strange times. So yeah, so it's, um, I mean, it's been interesting because it harkens back to my time when Courtney was home and when Courtney was home, she had a, a very compromised immune system. So something like, and she had the H1N1 flu. I, I will never forget that two weeks. She had that. So this is like the only thing I have to compare to COVID, but wow. she had the ICU for seven days and I entered isolation with her because she was profoundly disabled, disabled and ha- was in a wheelchair, uh, they didn't want to take the staff to have somebody in the room with her 24-7. So I isolated with her. I'll never forget that. That was seven days in the ICU. So um, if I have to choose between kind of being a little irritated and that experience, I'll take irritation. But um, yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. And wow. it's just, um, it's hard. It's hard when you have a personality that really enjoys being around people and God, you know, is allowing a situation to happen where you have to be quiet. And uh, I've not done quiet well in my life. So just another opportunity to improve, Hmm. of which I'm failing, but that's okay. I'm trying. Mary, has it been a good time though with you writing the book? Like I know I've seen a lot of articles out there, blog posts where people are like, do not be productive right now. Just like, don't do anything. And I think that that's totally fine. But I also think like there's opportunity if God wants it for you to like take this time and run with it, but also like give yourself grace because like we've made like a list of like 20 million things to do with our house and we've done like maybe a half of the first one. But can you speak to that and like productivity or lack of it? Okay. So a little bit about Mary. I have a PhD in procrastination. So (laughs) um, this is not really helping me. be productive. I naturally um, am a fairly lazy person. Now I know you guys will argue about that, but I really am. There's so many things I want to do. And then I start doing that. And I'm like, eh, I'm a little tired. I think I'll go watch a movie. Eh, I'm a little tired. I think I'll go, you know, take a nap. So um, it's, I've really had to kind of really focus and set a time that I get up every day. And you're, you know, the first two weeks, I just, I let everything go. I, I we didn't follow a because we just thought, oh, this is only a couple of weeks. Let's just enjoy Dang. the time together. 
And so we just, we were Netflixing and we were, I was baking. I was definitely hitting the COVID nine, not quite to the 19, but I was getting there and baking bread and doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, you woke up and you're like, wait a minute, this is how it's going to be for the foreseeable future. I mean, we still have in the state of Virginia, possibly another month. So another six, six weeks, five weeks, six weeks, something like that. Um, so I, we, I know, I know just, I can't, I, I'll start to cry if I think about it too much, <laughs> but okay. So we, life is going to continue. So then the question becomes, what is, what's a deliverable? What has to be done? So the book has to be done. There's a contract. Mm-hmm. We need to do that. So I started writing and I really dove in deep and then I got rid of like half of the book because it's just not what the Lord wanted. And I had worked on that for three months and I'm like, mm, this is not where you wanted. So it's given me enough quiet to really sit and think and go deeper. So that's good. A little panicky though, because you know, still two weeks to go before it's due and we're not quite there. But um, the other thing that it's allowed, it's, it's allowed, I mean, my entire March, April, May, June was canceled. Like I had three speaking engagements a month. So mm. it's like, it's done. And some will be rescheduled. A few of them will, some will not. So there's the financial impact of that, which is hard. And you got to take a deep breath and say, okay, Lord, where, where do we need to cut? What do we need to do to make room for that? Um, Mm -hmm. Secondly, there's the time aspect. So I spend a lot of time writing my talks. I spend a lot of time practicing. Then there's the actual travel. So with all of that gone, that left all of this creative space with no place to go. So then I showed up like for the first two weeks, I was on Instagram every day. Like I had so many little dots at the top of my screen. It was psycho. Sorry. Like I had a friend call me and she's like, you need to take a breath. You need to take a step away from the Instagram. I'm, I am, we have to be careful of that because in this situation, like with COVID, I mean, everybody's telling everybody what to do and how to do it. Totally. And there's so much noise and you're just like, y'all need to take a five minute break. Just mm-hmm. hush it. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to just hush for a while. And mm-hmm. this one over here is going to do COVID her way. And this mm-hmm. one over here is going to do it their way. And that is okay. Nobody's breaking any laws. Nobody's, you know, they're, they're just doing it differently. And I think what's happened is it's heightened all of our awareness of how different we are as humans and the different choices that we make because we're not going yeah. five million miles an hour anymore. Everyone has stopped and now we're all on an even playing field and nobody knows what to do because they haven't stopped to look at the person next to them in 10 years. I mean, you have people that wow. don't know who lives next door to them. That and they just, yeah, they just, fin- they just figured it out two weeks ago. We have never become friends with our neighbors until COVID. And it's not just us. Like we all knew each other, but we would just right. be like, Hi. And now we're like convening in our cul-de-sac and we are already planning like happy hours in backyards once it starts to get better. And it's crazy how COVID did that. Like we, I'm almost happy it happened because of the human connection that we've built on our street. And we just realized there's like tons of young families on our block that we never got to know. And now we're well, because you guys were going 50 miles an hour. Everybody's got, they're working and then your kids are here and your husbands are there and nobody stopped. And now everybody has stopped. So you look around and go, Oh wait, we can do this and we can do it together. Yeah. It just feels like this is a perfect opportunity from what both of you guys are saying to like get in good habits and practice because like you were saying, Mary, like it's taken time for you to know this and bridge when you decided to 
make the choice that this isn't going to bother me. And you're like, whoa, wow, I can do this every time. It's like such a, uh, such an invitation to just make that choice. My dad always said that you had one choice to make that was totally yours alone every day, just one. And I I drove me nuts when I was growing up, but I get it now. You said you could have a good day or a bad day because that is your choice to make no matter what happens. No matter what. Like no matter what happens on the day Courtney died was the worst day of my life and the best day of my life. It was the worst day because my daughter was dying. It was the best day because I knew where my daughter was going. So which part of it am I going to concentrate on? You know, what part am I going to remember? I'm going to remember both, but I'm going to spend more time on the second. You know, I know where she is. So here we are in COVID and all these bad things are happening to all of these people that we care about and love. And then the world seems to be disintegrating and, you know, politics and religion. And we can't go to church. Like we can't even receive our Lord. We can't, we're, we're, the, some churches are closed. Some churches are open. Um, it's just very confusing. We've been going to mass by YouTube, which just doesn't even come close to what mass is, but <laughs> praise God, we can at least see him, you know? Um, and it's just different. If everything feels different, it feels very, very heavy. So we have to make a decision to, yes, I'm going to acknowledge that it's heavy and I'm going to sit with that, but that's not going to rule my day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to acknowledge those feelings and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the next thing that needs doing because there is life to be lived. And if I have breath in my body, there's something for me to do. So, you know, habits, this is a great time to reform habits. I'm not really great at habits, but I've becoming better because it's keeping me sane. You know, there's a new skill you want to learn. Great. If there's a Netflix show you've been wanting to watch, but you've been working overtime. Great. Watch it. Um, I killed (laughs) three different sourdough starters. Apparently sourdough is not in my future. I'm I'm serious. It's horrible because I bake all the time. Sourdough is just not what I'm supposed to bake. Um, so, you know, I mean, what is it that you, you know, you, there's so many people I love Instagram because you'll get on there and people like, I took a water class, water, um, color class today. And I'm looking at, and it's beautiful. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, look at that. And then I try the watercolor. I'm like, this looks like a five-year-old killed someone in my backyard. That's not good. So, you know, I know that's not my skill. Okay. What am I, what am I else am I going to try? You just have to, I mean, you just, you got to be gentle on yourself. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a lot of grace. <clears throat> and then all the people that you're stuck in a house with, you got to give them 5 million times more grace mm-hmm. because you got to deal with them and they got to deal with you. And in the end, you still want to be a family and still be in love and, you know, care if they live or breathe by the time yeah. this is over. Amen. And so that requires grace. A lot of it. So much grace. Uh, all right. Well, Mary, where can we follow you? Can you say, you'll tell us your new book when it comes out. You don't know the title. Yeah, I don't have a title yet. No, no, no. Yes. I don't even know. But you can read Be Brave and the Scared First. We all three have read it. One of us wrote it. Um, <laughs> we all <laughs> have read it. <laughs> we all read it. Yeah. No, we're excited. So May 1st is the day. Mm-hmm. May May 10th is the first anniversary. I read yeah, it May 10th is first and followed my eyes out. I will just say that. I cried and left every page. You gave me your copy. I feel you're going to be laughing more than you cry. I'm so excited. Like, I cannot wait yeah. for this book to come out. So, at least I hope you'll be laughing more than you cry. That's my, that's the goal. I'm sure we will. So excited. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But you can find me, marylenneberg.com. Uh, 
at Mary Lenneberg on Facebook, Instagram. I'm a retweeter. Don't really do the Twitter thing. So, but I retweet very, very well. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an expert retweeter. So yeah, yeah that's, you know, mostly I'm on Instagram. If you want to pick a platform, I'm on Instagram. So what did you say? You're the, um, you're the mother I'm of the Catholic mom of Instagram, whatever that means. You're more than that. The people on Instagram hate their mothers. So why would you want to call me the Catholic mom of Instagram? Maybe I asked only. him that once. I'm like, dude, don't call me your mother because everybody hates their mother. He goes, well, I might, you know, they might hate their mothers, but they love you. I'm they like, oh, you. okay. That's yeah. The replacement. You're the wise yeah. on Instagram story. And we're just like all needing the wisdom. So we're like, thank God. Because I've done every stupid thing there is to do. I've screwed up every relationship we can screw up. I mean, I've gained weight. I've lost weight. What else do you want? I mean, just, you know, had a relationship with the Lord, decided to say, no, I don't like you very much. I mean, you know, you get to the point in life that you've been through enough that people turn around and go, you're so wise. And I'm like, yeah, let me tell you every stupid thing I've ever done in my life. And don't do that. Not it is everybody is transparent like that. And yeah. we learn from you. And so that's why we wanted you on here because there's a lot of young parents right now or single people, like lots and lots of people that could benefit from the wisdom that you have been so willing to share for years. So thank you for sharing on Instagram and on our podcast and honestly, mm -hmm. your books and everywhere. So you are- Well, thank you for having me. We're so happy we know you. Anytime anybody no. wants me to talk, I'm happy to come and talk. Ask Jerry. He's been listening really well for the last six weeks. <laughs> Good. Jerry, we love you too. Jerry, shout out to you. We'll get you. Oh my. Oh. I love it. All right. Thanks for listening to COVID Combos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcasts. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.